Today on Blue 58, Aaron Rodgers is the biggest storyline heading into a game he's not even going to play. But what a story it is. Let's get into it. Blue 58! Hello and welcome to another episode of Blue 58, the one and only podcast of thepowersweep.com. I'm your host, John Meerdink. Very happy to be with you here for another episode. You know, I really enjoyed last week's preview of the Packers Cardinals game, if only because it was a little bit different for me. You know, as I've said many times on this program, uh, this season and other seasons, I kind of struggle with previews. Sometimes they feel perfunctory. Sometimes it just feels like a list of information. So doing it the way that we did was was fun in a different sort of way. And how do you preview a game like that anyway? A game where people are in and out of the lineup because of, um, you know, infections, uh, where you're not really sure who's going to be on the field, where you're trying to figure out what it all means. I mean, I felt like that was the best way to do the show because it was all about the story. But there was also a part of me that was like, oh, that was fun, but I'm kind of glad I don't have to do it that way again. You know, we, we've we got a way of doing things. We want to focus on the game itself. We want to focus on, you know, the principal players, uh, storylines to be sure, but, you know, things going on, coming in and out of the game, we probably aren't, aren't going to be able to do it that way again. Well, here we are, because it's hard to talk about the game that's going to happen when there is so much everything else. And that's kind of a funny aspect of this season. I've been thinking this week about something my dad told me a long time ago already. It's getting to be a distressingly long time ago already. Uh, I went to to school for, um, my undergraduate degree was broadcasting and electronic media. Basically, I was was going to school to be a radio news journalist. It's a big reason why I'm doing this show today, as you might imagine. I've kind of got a lot of interest in that. And, you know, I did radio journalism for a long time. But as a part of my undergrad stuff, I called a lot of basketball and football games. And... Just as an offhand observation, one time my dad was like, it's good that you're calling so many games. Uh, You should call as many as you can because you never know when something unusual is going to happen and you want to be there when it does. Well, it seems like this season, each and every week, it feels like there's something that we haven't seen before happening again. And I caught myself last week saying there's no way, no way we're ever going to see a game like this again. Never going to never gonna happen. Never going to see circumstances like this again. Well, here we are. <laughs> so let me say a few things before we dive into this situation affecting the Packers-Chiefs game. Just want to put a couple things on tape. There's just no way that Jeff Bezos is going to give me $5 billion. Just don't see it happening. There's no way that Mark Zuckerberg is going to show up at my house and pay off my mortgage and student loans. And I would say there's no way I'm ever going to win the lottery without even playing. In fact, there's no way I'm going to get a full night's sleep tonight with an infant. Just all of those things. No chance that they're ever going to happen. Just putting out there some things that are, there is no chance that they could happen. Just want to say it. So I'm going to promise also that on the off chance that Jeff Bezos does write me a check in the next couple of days, I will keep doing the show after that happens. So anyway, Aaron Rodgers. That is the story. And given how it affects the rest of the Packers, how it affects their team, this is the story we have to talk about. The preview is immaterial at this point. And as much as I would love to not talk about this, I feel like we can't not talk about it. So 
Let me just lay out how I intend to talk about it. Let's start with what happened. Then let's talk about how we feel about what happened. Then we'll talk about where we go from here. First, what happened? This is very similar, or very simple. Aaron Rodgers lied. We can equivocate about how much and about what he really meant and what may have been going on behind the scenes, but it seems pretty clear what he intended to communicate. On August 26th, 2021, Ryan Wood of the Green Bay Press-Gazette asked him if he'd been vaccinated, and he said, yeah, I've been immunized. And he went on to say a whole bunch of other things. And just to put it on record, so we're not taking anything out of context, I want to play you his entire answer. This clip is 1 minute and 18 seconds long, and it includes the question that you get from Ryan Wood. So, I just want you to have the whole thing, draw your own conclusions from what he says, but this is this is the crux of the issue today. Aaron, you said you like to learn as many things as you can and hang in any conversation. Are you vaccinated, and what's your stance on, on vaccinations? Yeah, I've been immunized. Um, you know, there's a lot of uh, a lot of conversation around it, around the league, and a lot of guys who have made statements and I made statements, owners who made statements. Um, you know, there's guys on the team that haven't been vaccinated. Uh, I think it's a personal decision. I'm not going to judge those guys. Um, there's guys who've been vaccinated that contracted COVID. Um, so it's it's an interesting issue that I think we're going to see played out the entire season. I'm not sure what they're going to do with, you know, the testing schedule. I know that talking to JC, the PA, had talked about testing every single day for everybody. Uh, the league obviously, I think, shot that down or, or didn't want to do that. I don't know if that was financially incentivized or, or whatnot, but, yeah, it'd be interesting to see what happens if we can, uh, you know, if the, if the protocols change at some point. Um it's obviously something that's that's moving. It's it's uh, you know the protocols and the and the outline guidelines are kind of changing day to day. It seems. So again, are you vaccinated? What's your take on vaccines? I'm immunized. Now, if you're the sort of person who's going to take issue with what the media did here or how they approach this, you can, and this is a stretch, quibble by saying, well, they should have followed up and asked what he meant by immunized. But why would you in that scenario? It's a straightforward question. Aaron Rodgers chose to parse words. And not only did he choose his words very carefully, saying, I'm immunized, not vaccinated, I'm immunized. He chose to draw further distinctions between people on the team who are vaccinated and people who aren't. The phrasing, really positioning himself among the guys that were vaccinated. And it's just a weird move to me for a guy who's so set on people getting his words correct that he records his interviews with other people. It seems strange that he would take this many steps to obfuscate the reality of his situation, which was that he did not meet the NFL Players Association and the NFL's threshold for vaccination. You can go look up the document and read it yourself if you want. It's out there. Just look up, you know, the vaccine you know, protocols for the NFL. It shouldn't take you all that much Googling. They have very specific thresholds on uh, what you need to do to be considered vaccinated. 
and Aaron Rodgers did not meet those thresholds, but said he was immunized and positioned himself with the teammates that were vaccinated. So he lied. And now we have questions about that lie. What did the Packers know? And what is the NFL going to do about it? We'll talk about that second question later on. But in terms of what the Packers did know, it seems that they knew he wasn't vaccinated. And it seems that now they have decided they are going to cover for him too by saying, well, you know, the letter of the law states, which is true, that only inactive players who haven't been vaccinated have to mask on the sideline, which is why he wasn't wearing a mask during the preseason games, because there are no inactive players during the preseason. And, you know, it's not clear if the media room is what is classified as a football space. So it's, it's not actually clear from the guidelines if he has to mask there either. It's not really that great a look, but what are you going to do? You want Rodgers back at some point this season. Presumably they are still trying to salvage as much of their relationship as they can. But they are dragged down with Rodgers on this. So that is what happened. Aaron Rodgers told a lie. The Packers have decided to cover for him and covered for him in the past and continue to do so now. How should we feel about all this? Personally, I feel a couple different things. Number one, I think you can support Rogers' decision not to get the vaccine, even if you think it's a dumb thing to do. I want to be clear about that because I don't think we need to just get mad at Rogers for not being vaccinated. Some people will not want to do that because, you know, they have their own thoughts on the vaccine. I come at it at a little bit, a little bit of a different way. As we've talked about in this show already, I worked as a, as a journalist for about five years uh, out of college and through a lot of my 20s before moving on to uh, a different part of the country where that wasn't as viable of a career doing it in radio. Uh, but still, that was a really instructive tar- time in my life. And it became almost a survival trait working in that business to not get bent out of shape when people do stupid things. To not let it ruin your day when you got to write a story about someone who did something stupid. You just report the facts as they are. You can still think something is stupid, but don't let it ruin your day. And I think from that perspective, you can say, okay, Aaron Rodgers, if you don't want to get vaccinated, that's fine. It's still stupid, but if you don't want to do it, that's okay. So I think you can support that part of him, that decision, if, if you are so inclined. Personally, I think he should get vaccinated. But there is no vaccine mandate in the NFL. That was not the conditions the NFL Players Association agreed to. So if he doesn't want to get one, he doesn't have to. But, and there is a but here, don't lie about it. And then don't plant your flag on the personal choice thing. It's true. It is a personal choice. But there is more at play here than just you. Your actions affect the rest of the team. And your actions affect the perception of uh, this entire vaccination process beyond the scope of your team. So if you don't get it, just own it. Look at Kirk Cousins. Look at Carson Wentz. Look at Cole Beasley. All of them have issues with vaccination. But you know what all of them have done? They've stepped up and said, yep, I'm not getting vaccinated and here's why. If you don't want to get it, just own it. And that really brings me to my second 
big feeling about this. What feels the worst about this is not that Rogers lied, but that he apparently doesn't even feel strongly enough about this thing that's hurt a lot of people to publicly take it seriously. I've had family members who have been dramatically and terribly affected by this disease. Young people, people in their 30s, people who have been at death's door because of this disease. For them, it wasn't a personal choice. They didn't have a choice as to how they would handle this disease. It came for them and it nearly killed them. There was no personal choice involved there for them. I've also known people who have died because of it. And I know people who are immunocompromised and can't get vaccinated and need the rest of us to get vaccinated so they have a fighting chance at getting out of this pandemic in good shape. This for them, this for all of those people, is a serious thing. But how does Aaron Rodgers handle it? Well, he privately petitioned the NFL to approve his own quack treatment for it. Then he misled the public about what he'd done. And he apparently expected to not have to bear any consequences for that. Now, again, if that's what he wants to choose to do, that is fine. But say so and own it. I don't have a problem with the choice. I have a problem with trying to avoid the consequences. And that's really what a lot of this vaccine stuff comes down to. It's not that people want to you know, give up freedoms a lot of the times. It's that they want to avoid consequences of their decisions. And that's what Aaron Rodgers is doing here. He wanted to have the ability to make the choice to not be vaccinated, but not bear any of the public consequences of not being vaccinated. And that, to me, is a weird, weird position to take for a guy who, you know, pretty obviously bills himself as a public intellectual type. You don't have to spend a lot of time watching Aaron Rodgers in a press conference, listening to him in an interview before it comes across that he thinks he's pretty smart. And he is pretty smart. He's really smart. But he thinks he's smarter than you and me and everybody else. And that's fine if you think that, but then come out and show us why you're smarter than us. Okay, so you don't want to get vaccinated. Show your work. Why? Why don't you want to do that? You know, give us an answer. Everybody else, or a, a good portion of the rest of the team is getting vaccinated. Why do you think it's, it's not a good idea? I'd love to hear his answer, and I think we're probably going to get that answer at some point now. Just as a contrast, look at um, Green Bay Press-Gazette reporter Pete Doherty. After the news came out this week, he wrote a column calling Aaron Rodgers selfish. I tend to agree, but that's not the point. The point is that he sat down and he told us what he thought. He typed it up and everything, published it in a newspaper and on the Internet and on social media. He had a take. He had something that believed. He sat down, he wrote it up, and he published it for everybody else to read. Rogers could have done that and defended his worldview, but he didn't. He wanted to be vaccinated or wanted to be unvaccinated, but pretend like he was. He wanted to reap the benefits of being vaccinated without actually having to do that. And again, Kirk Cousins defended his decision. Carson Wentz defended his. Cole Beasley defended his. Rogers, not so much, but he's going to have to. So that brings us to part three. Where do we go from here? There are four key players here. Rogers, the Packers, the NFL, and Jordan Love, which is finally going to bring us around to the Packers-Chiefs game this weekend. As to Rodgers, 
look, man, you didn't want to talk vaccines. Guess what you're going to get to do for the rest of the 2021 season and probably a fair while beyond. We're talking vaccines now, and you're going to get a chance to show us exactly what you think. And I hope he's got a good answer. I'm interested to see what he says. And I'm interested to see what alternative treatment, if he's willing to get into that, he thought would, you know, at least give him a fighting chance to have the NFL approve it as a, as an alternative. I'm genuinely curious. This is, it's not snark. I actually want to know. I want to know his thought process here. It's an interesting thing. Rogers is a smart guy. Show me how smart you are. I Make me understand. But heaven forbid the Packers lose this game and then end up missing the one seed in the playoffs by one game, ultimately. It's a question for a different day. What about the Packers, though? The Packers are closing ranks because I think that's what they've got to do. They've got to defend Aaron Rodgers. They've got to say, look, we didn't think any protocols were violated. We stand by him to make his own decision. Every variation of that. But they are in a bad spot, though. We're very much into and I'm going to date myself a little bit here, and I'm barely aware of what was going on with when this story happened, but uh, we are very much in, that depends what the meaning of, or what the meaning of is, is territory, if you know what I mean. What is a football space? Is the media room a football space? Do you have to be vaccinated to be in there? Do you have to wear a mask to be in there? Is someone who isn't playing in the preseason considered an active, really? How do the Packers' actions compare to other teams around the league? Not a great place to be, especially with an NFL investigation bearing down. And for the NFL's part, they are investigating. I would have to imagine they've got several significant questions. What did the Packers know? When did they know it? And what did they do about it? For starters, after that, how many protocols did Aaron Rodgers violate? Because each of them carries different fines and, potentially, suspensions. And to that point, what is the punishment here? Because punishment is 100% on the table for Rodgers and for the Packers. For their part, again, the Packers seem to be fine with the way that Rodgers handled things, publicly at least. The NFL may not agree. It seems likely to me that there are other players in the NFL who may have tried what Aaron Rodgers has tried. Surely he's not the only person in the entirety of the NFL, 2,000 plus players, that petitioned the NFL for some kind of alternative treatment. If that is the case, and if some of those players are still vaccinated, still unvaccinated, excuse me, does the NFL want to make an example of the Packers and of Rodgers just to get the message across to those players? Related to this, if the Packers and Rodgers do go down together on this, gotta wonder, does that strengthen their relationship or drive them apart even further? I don't have an answer to that. I don't know how we know the answer to that, if ever, if at all. But I think it's got to be asked. So finally, Jordan Love. If you're the kind of person who are, who is inclined to find the silver lining in situations, good and bad, well, why would you find the, good, the silver lining in a good situation? If you're the sort of person who looks for the good in bad situations, you're probably looking at Jordan Love right now because he is the one guy who definitely benefits because he gets to show what he can do as a starting NFL quarterback. He gets to do it against a fairly bad defense, and he gets to do it with 
basically a full complement of skill position players on offense. What's not to like there? So that brings us to Sunday's game. And really, even with the Chiefs' struggles, even with their suspect defense, I really only have one question going into this game. What do we expect from Jordan Love? I think there are four expectations I have for Love. And if he meets all four, the Packers have a good chance of at least moving the ball, if not winning the game. Sure, they're going to have to slow down the Chiefs' offense. We've seen this year in the NFL that that is a very doable thing. And the way the Packers' defense has been playing, I like their chances. So what do we expect from Love? Four things. First, I expect him to not be running a simplified game plan. If the Packers decide they want to junk 70% of the playbook just to get Love onto the field and in and out of the huddle, they've already taken two big steps towards losing already. Don't simplify it too much. He can run this offense. He should be able to run this offense. The point of the entire LaFleur deal here is that he's got a simple offense that depends on execution, that depends on personnel groupings, that depends on pre-snap motion. It's, it shouldn't be complicated. And he's been in it for a year and a half now. No simplified game plan for Jordan Love. Secondly, Love needs to play on time. We've seen how it can go poorly when Aaron Rodgers tries to extend plays for too long, not trusting what he sees, not trusting his teammates, not trusting the offensive line. And that's Aaron Rodgers, one of the greatest quarterbacks who has ever lived. If he can't get away with that at a level that's going to regularly win the Packers games, and at sometimes he could, Jordan Love has no chance of winning a game that way. So Love's got to play on time. Thirdly, when things don't go well, don't get rattled. And I know that is easier said than done. But if Jordan Love can avoid taking himself out of the game when things don't go perfectly, and inevitably there are going to be times when things don't go perfectly, he will do a lot for keeping the Packers in the game. Don't get rattled. Stay in there, stay cool, stay calm. The Packers publicly are rallying to love. Matt LaFleur clearly likes him. Brian Gutekunst clearly likes him. He's got all the support he needs. He's just got to go out and be the player the Packers believe that he is. In some ways, there's a lot of pressure there, but in other ways, there's not. You just got to be who you are. So don't get rattled. Just be yourself. Finally, Throw to Devontae Adams. Adams is going to be the straw that stirs the drink in the passing game. I would expect a run-heavy version of the Packers' offense this weekend, but the Chiefs are valuable or are vulnerable, excuse me, through the air. And when you're attacking a vulnerable secondary, there's nobody more valuable than Devontae Adams. Keep getting him the ball. Force it to him if you've got to. Don't try to be a diverse offense just for the sake of diversity. Don't mix things up if you don't have to. Let Devontae Adams try to win this game for you. Aaron Jones, A.J. Dillon, and Devontae Adams. Get the ball to Devontae Adams. What a week.
what a weird situation we find ourselves in. But I find myself concluding this show with something I tweeted out as this all was kind of shaken out. When was it now? Wednesday? This isn't boring. And if we're following this to be entertained, and I think we are, how much more can he ask for? Despite it all, despite the exhausting nature of the story, despite the frustrating aspects of it, there's part of me that's like, this is kind of enjoyable. Because it's interesting. Never seen anything like this. And I expect we won't again. That's all I've got for you on this episode. I would really appreciate it if you enjoyed this one. If you would share it with somebody you think would enjoy it as well. It's going to help more people find the show. It's going to get more people involved in the conversation we're having around the Green Bay Packers. And ultimately, it's going to help everybody, me included, become a smarter Packers fan. And as I always say, smarter Packers fans are better Packers fans. And better Packers fans are what we all want to be. I'm your host, John Meerdink. We will see you next time on Blue 58.